Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, what I like to call your favorite real estate podcast here in the greater Greenville area. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville County, South Carolina, and I am happy to let you know, in case you didn't know, that all of my contact information is in the show notes, and if you need a realtor, if you want to talk to a realtor, if you have any real estate needs at all, let me know. I would be glad to help you. I'd be glad to at least talk about it. Uh, you'll find that I'm not a very pushy person. If you don't want me to, to talk to you, I won't talk to you. I'm not going to be blowing up your phone and sending you text messages asking for referrals every few minutes. That is not the type of person that I am. Um, but I would love to talk to you if you have any real estate needs. And if you like this podcast at all, and I hope you do, please make sure that you are subscribed to it. Make sure you don't miss future episodes, which will happen if you don't subscribe, I assure you. Uh, subscribe, rather. Um, and as well, go ahead and, and download episodes. Helps the podcast. And please leave this podcast a rating and uh, just a quick little review. Just a quick little review. Nothing long, just to say, hey, this is a very helpful podcast, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. It should only take you like 10 to 15 seconds to leave a review for the podcast. And I would just appreciate that. If you're benefiting from it at all, if you enjoyed it at all, that would be great. Um, today, we're going to be talking about assessing time in a real estate transaction. This is going to be a two-part uh, podcast. I've actually thought ahead on this. Um, I know it probably uh, seems like I think way ahead on all of these. I tried to, but <laughs> quite frankly, some of these happen spur of the moment. This one I've thought ahead about, and I've been mulling this over for a while in my mind. Because we always look at real estate from a money standpoint, particularly when it comes to investing in real estate, and especially when it comes to flipping houses. That's where people really get into all these different formulas and different numbers, and everything has to be exact. But one thing that usually gets left by the wayside when people are assessing real estate is they don't consider the value of time. And we've heard, of course, the very, very famous phrase, time is money. Um, there's a reason why that phrase is famous. It's because there are so many layers to it. There are so many aspects in which time is money. Um, and because that's true, we know that it's true on multiple, uh, multiple aspects of the phrase time is money is true. It's kind of nearsighted to be crunching numbers on a real estate transaction and not to factor in the time element of it. Now, of course, some people will factor in time from the standpoint of holding real estate. Of course, we know that that, that is an important thing. How long you hold your real estate means your holding costs are higher. The costs of capital that it takes to, uh, to have that piece of, of property, um, the aspects of you're paying more for insurance, you're paying more for taxes, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about that, okay? People factor that in all the time. I'm talking about your time personally. The value of your time as a person and as it relates to real estate transactions, real estate investments that you're doing. Your time is worth money and it has value and that should be accounted for. And this is something that's a really big deal to me. When I'm assessing a real estate deal, for instance, that I'm looking at acquiring, and as m probably anyone that listens to this knows, um, I do some real estate investing on the side. It's not a 
by any stretch a full-time gig. It's something I relegate to the side. I actually really don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy a lot of aspects of, of real estate investing. And so I try to keep it on the back burner as much as possible, but it just doesn't make sense for me to operate in the space and not to use the knowledge that I have to benefit myself. Um, and so when I have a deal that my clients pass up on that makes sense for me, I will take advantage of that deal. Now, um, when it comes to time, here is here's kind of the way I'm going to, to phrase this. If time is currency, okay, if time is money, if time is currency, then I want you to think about it in this way. You're spending a lot of it from a pretending that it's currency. You're spending a lot of it doing the things that you hate. And let's say that you spend five hours a week doing the things that you hate. You're spending, it it may only be five hours a week, but in reality, it is much, much more than that in the long run in terms of how you feel, in terms of how it impacts your life. Um, if you're doing something that you love from a, from a time is money currency standpoint, you're not spending anything. You're doing something you're, you love. You're, you're essentially using time and getting back exactly what you want, exactly proportional value for the time that you're spending. So you, so you can say, there, the other way to say that is that you're not spending anything. Um, and if you're just doing something you're okay with, um, to me, I, I see that as you're simply working. You know, what's a job? A job is something I'm okay with. A job is something I don't love. It's something I don't hate. It's just something I have to do. Um, that, And I'm talking in, in, you know, just broad I'm painting a broad picture here. That's essentially a job at that point. You're doing something that you're you're just okay with. You don't love it, you don't hate it. And that is kind of that will kind of help you to start thinking in terms of okay, how where am I going with this? How am I how am I approaching this? So I think that there are kind of four main factors that I think of and and you might think of more if you do, please let me know. I'd be I'd Really love to to hear what you guys think about this. I think of four main factors when it comes to time that assesses, that kind of determines the value of the time and, and that allows us to then give it, uh, to assign value to it, okay? There's the enjoyment factor, which we just kind of, uh, I just kind of introduced you to. The enjoyment factor. How much do you enjoy what you're doing? You're spending time doing something. Do you really enjoy it? Okay, enjoyment factor. There is the stress factor. How much stress does it bring to your life? Does it cause you to lose sleep? Does it cause you to um, to have uh, emotional issues? You got to go to your therapist. You got to take antidepressants. I don't know. Um, what type of stress does it bring you? Um, th- so that's the stress factor. There is the third one, the negative lifestyle factor is what I'm calling it. I had a hard time naming this one, but we'll just call it the negative lifestyle factor. And that is when it's taking you away from things that you want to do, right? So uh, let's say that you would really like to watch the Super Bowl, but man, I, you've got to be 
over there at the house flip that you're working on, you know, rewiring that house. Or you're getting phone calls during the Super Bowl from your contractor saying, hey, we got a problem here. Um, so there is a negative lifestyle factor. Um, and then fourthly, there is a missed opportunities factor. So as you're doing this project over here, how many other opportunities are you missing out on? And And let me clarify one very important thing here. I'm not talking about missing opportunities because you don't have enough money um, because that's what happens, right? For a lot of us, we might be tapped out financially or whether we're actually tapped out, whether we're just at our comfort level max. Um, we don't have any more money to allocate towards real estate. And so opportunities come up and it's like, ah, I got to pass up on that. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking strictly from a time standpoint. So because you're so busy doing this other thing that now you're not able to avail yourself to other opportunities that are out there. You have the money. Let's just assume for the sake of argument, you have the money. You just don't have the time. And so there are missed opportunities that we have to account for. So these are four factors that we need to assess in order to determine uh, what is happening with our time, how much value is uh, are we surrendering? How much currency, how much time currency are we spending uh, in real estate? And, and of course, you can apply this to other things beyond real estate. But I'm thinking about this mostly, of course, from a real estate perspective and, of course, through the lens of Greenville. So here's the way I'm thinking about this. I think we need to um, judge these four categories, put them on a scale... I've actually got a spreadsheet in front of me, and I've got these th these four categories on the left. Enjoyment factor, stress factor, negative lifestyle factor, and missed opportunities factor. I've got those on the left column, and then I've got three more columns to the right. One column is love slash low, and I'll explain this in a second. The other one is it's work slash medium, and the other one is hate slash high. Um, and then I've got uh, zeros in the love slash low column, tens in the it's work slash medium column, and twenties in the hate slash high column. All right, so here's how this works. Basically, for things that are positive for you, so if if you really enjoy what you're doing, let's say that you're flipping a house and you just love it. It energizes you. It brings you so much enjoyment. You look forward to it. Every aspect of it, it is uh, just brings you life, brings you vitality. In essence, you're not spending uh, time currency. Yeah, you're spending time, but it's not. You're 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 spending your time doing something that you love. So that's a good use of your time. For the sake of of what we're talking about here, we're gonna say that you have spent zero time dollars. Because you're getting for your time something that you love. Um, so that is in the love slash low column. You love it. It's a zero. Okay? The lower the number, the better. That indicates how much you've spent, quote unquote. You haven't spent anything. Let's say that you, on the enjoyment factor, you're like, you know what? It's it's okay. It's, it's just kind of like a second job for me. All right? At that point, we're putting a 10. That is, and, and I'll explain how these values get assigned, how it works later. But it's a 10. 
And then if you hate it, all right, and you're just like, I hate every aspect of this. Um, I do it for other reasons. I do it for the money, but I absolutely hate it from the time I purchased the house until the time I've sold it. Every step along the way I hate, it's a 20. Um, so the lower, the better, and the higher, the worse. From zero, the scale is basically from zero to 20. Um, now we've got the stress factor. Let's say it brings you, you say, it doesn't bring me any stress. Your stress is low. That would be a zero. And of course, if you're if you're doing this at home, if you're pulling out a spreadsheet and you're creating this yourself, um, I don't necessarily think it, it has to be 0, 10, and 20. I mean, put it on a scale. Maybe it's really like a 5. It's not no stress, but it's also not like work-level stress. So you say, it's somewhere in between that. It's a 5. It's a five. Okay, great. Put it as a 5. Um, it's work-level stress. That's a 10. Um, it's like super-duper stressful, causing you to lose sleep. That's a 20. Um negative lifestyle factor it's taking you away from from things that you want to do let's say that it's not and and that can be from for a variety of reasons maybe you have outsourced everything to the point that you actually don't need to be there at all you're hardly even involved um you barely even know what's going on now that that's rare it's it's rare that you would be completely unplugged from it but let's just say for the sake of argument that that's the case that would be if it's not taking you away from anything that you want to do, that would be a zero. If it's taking you away from from things to the extent that work does, again, comparing it to, to just having a normal 8 to 5 job, that would be a 10. And if it's like controlling your life, like you're over there all day, all night, for like a long period of time, uh, that would be a 20. All right? It would be high. High on that negative lifestyle factor scale. And then the missed opportunities factor, um, and this one's a little bit harder to assess. You, you've just got to be honest with yourself. Are you still availing yourself to opportunities? Are you still looking? Are you still spending the time to, to go look at properties, for instance, or to uh, be networking to try to, to make those connections with people that can help you in that way? Doing things to try to to get more financing, to try to, to try to raise more capital, all these things. Um, if what you're doing real estate-wise is not taking away at all from that, it's not causing you to miss any opportunities, then that would be a zero. Um, if it's, again, work-level type of, of, uh, of uh, or medium-level is taking you away, it's taking you away from, you know, it's maybe giving you 50% capacity. Let's just call it that. It's giving you 50% capacity from what you would normally have if you didn't have a single project going on. That would be a 10 uh, on this scale. And then if it's basically you're just hunkered down, you can't even think about any other opportunities out there, um, then it's a 20 on this scale. Now, here's how this works. The scale essentially, think of it kind of like a work week. If you go through these four things, and, and here's what you can do. You can try to extrapolate, let's just say a house flip, for instance. You can try to extrapolate, um, roughly speaking, what the value would be for all of these in a house flip. But you might even break it down even further to the different parts of the house flip, the acquiring of the property, uh, the doing the work itself, then the marketing the property to sell. Um, and you could find a bunch of other subcategories in there. Um, you could look at how you spend your time on all of those things to value 
your time and to value um, how your time is being spent in those different pursuits. That way, you can approach it from that standpoint. Um, but you can also just take the whole thing and just try to figure it out as you know one big enchilada, so to speak. Um, so let's say that you plug in all these different numbers. You say enjoyment factor. Eh, I don't really enjoy it. It's kind of like work to me. That's a 10. Okay, stress, you know, it brings me a little bit of stress. That's a five. All right, now we're up to 15. Negative lifestyle, yeah, it takes away a little bit from from my lifestyle. Uh, not a whole lot. It, it's not the equivalent of working a, 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 a you know, a full-time job. That's another five. Now we're at, at 20. Missed opportunities, well, maybe... You're, you're really having to, to hunker down. You can't really focus on more than one thing at a time. We're going to call that, um, we'll call that a, a 15, okay? Because you can't really, you, you will start to get stressed out if you have uh, other opportunities that, that you're having to look at. So that's the 35. The scale is, the way the scale works, at least the way I've designed it, is that 40 is straight there, in the middle. And this makes common sense. If you're at a 40, that means in essence that your your time is being spent kind of like just a second job. And so at 35, it's a little bit less than that. Okay? It's a little bit more enjoyable than just working a second job. If you get over 40, now you're talking about something that's you're spending more time currency than you are at a job. Um, you're spending too much time currency if it's over a 40. And so you can apply this to different projects as well. You look at a project and you say, you know what? This project, I am going to spend a lot of time here. This is going to be me spending 40 hours a week here. Um, it's going to be stressful. It's going to take me away from things. Um, it's going to cause me to miss out on opportunities you need to assign a value to that. Now, let me say this, okay? I'm not saying that just because something is, and maybe I, I made it sound this way before, and I apologize if I did, just because something is over a 40 uh, on this scale doesn't mean it's a bad opportunity. You just have to understand that at that point, you're spending a lot of money in terms of time currency, okay? Over a 40, you're spending a lot of money. Now, maybe you're getting back so much money on your investment that it just makes sense. You know, just like working overtime at work, it just makes sense to get that time and a half or whatever the case may be. Um, I personally, I don't want to get over 40. I want it to be lower than that. Uh, and I would actually take lower margin types of projects in terms of house flips and whatnot in order to keep that number below 40. But we just need to be honest about the time that we're spending. And so you can look at a project and, and determine that. And to determine, factor in, it's not just about the money. Okay? If it were just about the money, then uh, this would be a whole lot simpler. But you have to find a way to assess your time as well. And this is one way that I think we can do that. And, and maybe you don't want to plug in a spreadsheet like I've done. Just think about how much you enjoy it, how much stress it brings to your life, how much it's going to cause you to miss out on things you want to do, and how much it's going to cause you to miss out on other opportunities. 
And you can kind of do that math in your head to some extent. Now, a lot of people, uh, if they really, really just love house flipping or whatever type of real estate project that they're doing, um, they might be willing to surrender some of these other things. And maybe for you, you can tinker with the scale and maybe give more weight to one thing than another. This is just how I've done it. And this is just to give you an example to start you thinking about uh, this concept of valuing your time, not just being focused on all these different rules for how much money you make in a real estate transaction, but to actually give value to the time being spent as well, because there is value to that, and that needs to be accounted for. Now, in part two, this was part one of, of this uh, time value type of concept. In part two, um, I have an actual formula that I'm going to give to you guys, and that's going to be next week. We'll talk through an actual formula that I use, that I developed, that I think is going to be helpful, helpful in a way for us to determine whether uh, whether our time is being used in a good way, the value of it, how to how to think through it. And again, this is all subjective because at the end of the day, you may be willing to make time sacrifices for money sacrifices, and there are different times where that can make sense. Um, but I want us to to think through real estate more holistically. It's not just about money; it is also about our lifestyles. I hope that was helpful for you guys. Just a reminder, my contact information is all in the show notes. Please rate, review, subscribe, download, all those things uh, for this podcast. I appreciate you guys. I hope to hear from you soon, and I hope you stay safe.